Well, Holly, I feel so lucky to be in Georgia preparing to launch our podcast at the 10th International Symposium on Traditional Polyphony, but it hardly seems real. How did this happen? You mean, how did I rope you into making a podcast? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> well, Susan, I will tell you. <laughs> Welcome to Voices of the Ancestors, where we explore Georgian polyphonic songs and the women who sing them. Remember when we were making one of those things, a theatre show? One of those lovely things where people sit all together in a nice room, squished up, singing and speaking and moving at the same time. And we used to be able to do that before 2020. <laughs> well, I can almost remember, Holly. Yeah, well, we were trying to make a show about Georgian songs and mm-hmm. the people who sing them. And we were trying to tell the story of a particular family called the Garakanitse family um and that was sort of the origin story of the choir that we're in Mass Vinzelli, mm-hmm. which is based in London and we sing Georgian songs only Georgian songs and we used to sing them next to each other rather than <laughs> Back in the day. trying to do it over zoom which really doesn't hit the note no. um oh. but we have found a way we found podcasting which is something we yeah. can do in 2020 amazingly that is true and I suppose for me, I, I was really inspired by that. Um, you, you sent me a link to somebody who said, this is how you start a podcast. And they were saying, make sure it's something that you're going to continue to be excited about and that you want to talk about. And this time next year, you'll still be excited and want to talk about it. And I sort of reflected and I thought, well, ever since I was first taught a song from Georgia, and that was back in the 90s. Mm. I've been talking about it ever since with whoever yeah. will listen, with, yeah. with anybody that's ever learned a Georgian song. We don't get so bored. I think I, no, no, we really don't. And it's so I hope our listeners won't either. No, I don't think so, because we're going to have different guests, you know, and they're all bringing something, you know, different flavour each time. Yeah. But they all have that thing in common. It's, it's like... You know, they heard a Georgian song and that's when it shifted or they learnt a Georgian song yeah. and something changed. It's like, oh, I think all that other world music could just take a back seat for a second. And I want to know where these songs came from and mm-hmm. who sings them. And I need to go mm-hmm. to that small country in the Caucasus Mountains, mm-hmm. which I didn't even know existed a few years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to go yep. there. And I'm going to learn these songs and meet the song song teachers. Like, that's what I did. And it's changed my life. And I spend a lot of hours of my life now devoted to Georgia in some way, whether it's learning language or singing the songs or meeting up with Mm -hmm. my friends who I've met through Georgian singing or living Mm -hmm. in Georgia. So it's a bit of a bug, isn't it? It certainly is. And I'm I'm really intrigued, you know, as we interviewed people from different nationalities and with different um, backgrounds, what their interaction with Georgian culture and these songs, what it brings out for them. So I remember traveling in Georgia um, with someone who'd grown up in China and Hong Kong. So 
one of the things if you read travel blogs about Georgia, it's always East meets West, East meets West. It's this mm-hmm. this mix of cultures. It's it's in this really interesting geopolitical space in the world. Um, and I was I was chatting to her, you know, I was brought up in the UK, I've never lived anywhere else, and was sort of we were chatting, and I sort of said, Well, you know, I come here and, and there are some elements of here that feels really familiar to me, you know, that that I feel at home. I said, What's it like for you? And she kind of went, Yeah, well, that's what it's like for me. It's like there are certain foods here, kinkali, um, these little dumplings that are cooked in boiling water. And she was saying, Oh, they seem really familiar. I was eating those as a child in, mm. in China. So for both of us, it felt like home, but for completely different reasons. <laughs> yeah. So, and I guess there's something about, I mean, we've chosen that title, Voices of the Ancestors, and we're not talking about my direct ancestors or no. your direct ancestors. It's more, I don't know, it's philosophical, which which so much of being in Georgia or Georgian poetry or Georgian songs tends to be. Um, there's There's something that seems very ancient and there's something it feels like there's something to be learned you know that that the wisdom from our ancestors all of our ancestors wherever we are in the world yeah they are so ancient these songs you know some of them are pre-christian even Mm. you know the the way they get passed down through the generations orally um and now they're being passed on to foreigners like us how amazing to be on the receiving end of that gift Absolutely. And I, and I also, from on a personal note, I feel slightly challenged because there was a moment in Georgia where a singer said to me, fairly late one night at a feasting table, mm. may have been alcohol involved, mm-hmm. um, but nonetheless, the sentiment was, was true. Um, it was, the, the songs are like links in a chain and if you're from the west the chain you know the past is behind you and the future is in front if you're in, mm. in the east it's the other way around um but each of those links for us is perhaps a teacher teaching to a student and that student may be a grandchild or it may be a student in a school you know teacher student can mean so many different things um but his challenge was you know you you as a foreigner, you are here in, in Georgia, you have learnt these songs, you can sing these songs at the table, you can speak about them with heart, and you see the importance of continuing the chain and continuing to teach them and continuing to share them. Um, how, please, please, how, please say this so my countrymen can understand the importance of our folklore, our folk songs. Um, and so for me, there, there's something quite serious in a way about this whole opportunity with the podcast to to cherish and to um, to value the songs from this country. Mm. Yeah, it is a responsibility because if we're transmitting these songs um, and we're not Georgian, we need to make sure that we're doing it right. And the, I guess there's, a, there's the chain, there's the links in the chain. But the way, when you were talking, I was thinking it's also kind of like this virus that's going around in 2020, <laughs> but in a really lovely way, because mm. if one person has the virus, they can pass it on to so many more people. Like they could, at the moment, they can pass it on to 14 people. Mm. So if I learn a Georgian song, that's not just me. I can then pass that on to so many 
more people and it just multiplies and multiplies and that's what how these songs have survived of course with the help of amazing ethnomusicologists who you know wrote down the the songs and saved them especially in the soviet times um mm. but before then you know the oral tradition was so strong and i hope mm. that we're helping to keep it alive and sort of uh, give our listeners a clue as to where we think this podcast series is going you know the sort of people we'll be interviewing and, and the episodes but one of the things I'm sure we're going to find comes up is that so many people I've spoken to about singing Georgian folk songs these ancient songs is that somewhere in that journey for each of them there's usually a moment of transformation there's something in that ancient polyphony not necessarily in the the text it's more it's it's something visceral in in the vibrations that the chords make the music makes when you're sounding them that somehow seems to foster moments of transformation yes yeah so we're going to be hearing those stories of transformation moments of transformation from singers and from choir leaders who we're going to be talking to on the podcast you're gonna be hearing how they've taken that excitement that they had from learning the songs Mm. into their own communities and spread that joy and made very very close friendships and relationships with people because of Georgian songs When I first heard Georgian songs, I really was stopped in my tracks. About three years ago, I went there for the first time on a singing tour, and I was the only one who'd never been to Georgia. I was the youngest one and the baby of the group. (laughs) We were three women. Um, from, you know, different continents. Mm -hmm. I was from Europe, someone was from Australia, someone was from America. And we were taught by all men. We were taught by Malkaz and his group Sakioba. Okay. And it was just an amazing experience to be in the beautiful country and learn the beautiful songs and be hosted by local families. But that um, dynamic really stayed with me the the men and women female male perspective mm. that I picked up on so that's how I came to create a theatre show about Georgian songs ah, um, I always wondered where your inspiration a... came from <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so that was kind of focusing on the gender constructs it was a piece of research mm-hmm but it was also a theatre show, the gender constructs within Georgian songs Mm -hmm. and the polyphony and how it's all linked together. Mm. And that was one of those lovely things where we were all crowded round a supra table. It was an immersive thing. I mean, I think supras are immersive, whether they're part of a show or not, really. Mm. Um, And there was lots of singing and toasts. So I'm looking forward to our show and getting back to those days well the time will come for our show holly the voices of the ancestors the show 
COVID won't be with us forever. They'll, we'll, we'll get back to singing and sitting and toasting and being close to people again. Yeah, and in the meantime, it's Voices of the Ancestors, the podcast. It sure is. Thank you for listening to Voices of the Ancestors with Holly Taylor Zuntz and Susan Thompson. Music was by Ioloni and Mitievi. For more information about this and other episodes, visit voicesoftheancestors.co.uk. Thank you.